This podcast is brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within federal, state, and local government agencies. Hello, I'm Executive Editor Eric Chabro, and here are some of GovInfoSecurity.com's top stories for the past month. The big news for September was no news. Congress left Washington for the midterm election without enacting cybersecurity legislation. The curious fact about cybersecurity legislation is that nearly everyone sees a need for it, and there's no partisan bickering over the issue, yet few people involved in the matter predict a comprehensive information security law will be enacted this year. Sure, there's a possibility a major cybersecurity bill could come up for a vote in a lame duck session, but those chances diminish should Republicans win control of either or both houses. It's not that GOP lawmakers oppose IT security reforms. They don't. They just want to control the congressional agenda. Here's Senator Tom Carper of Delaware. If the Republicans are, are successful in, in picking up some seats, they might be less anxious to go in and pass much in a lame duck session. If they pick up a, a lot of seats, I think they'd be reluctant to agree to do much of, of anything. They'd say, well, we'll just wait and come back in January when there's stronger numbers and, and then re-engage. One reason given that Congress hasn't enacted major cybersecurity legislation this year is that the White House hasn't pushed for it. Tom Davis is a former House committee chairman who wrote the e-government and federal information security management acts, and he says that the White House could drive cybersecurity reform legislation if it wants, but understands why it hasn't. The White House could get everybody up and say, look, we need this. There's no immediate political value to pushing your green stamps on this because the public is pretty oblivious to this. The official who ran President Obama's cyberspace review last year, Melissa Hathaway, says the White House is working with governmental agencies to identify cybersecurity reforms that could be incorporated in legislation to be introduced in Congress next year. I understand that the White House is still working through the interagency process to come up with a comprehensive list of what they would like to see in the reform to be introduced in the next Congress. I think that they're working, and I just don't think that they've come to an agreement on what are all of the things that they would like to see put forward into comprehensive legislation. There's still a chance some cybersecurity reforms could be enacted during this fall's lame duck session, perhaps as part of the National Defense Authorization Act. But what if no significant IT security legislation passes this year? Would all the hard work be for naught? For one of my blogs, I put that question to Jim Lewis. He's the project leader of the Commission on Cybersecurity for the 44th Presidency. We raised the profile of the issue. So now nobody won't say cybersecurity is a problem. So that's a positive thing. And when I go to some of these meetings with some very high-ranking administration officials or with some senators and others, everyone agrees on the problem. Everyone agrees on what the threat is, on what the risks are. Still, if not this year, the work done during the 111th Congress on Cybersecurity should serve as a foundation for comprehensive legislation that could pass in the 112th Congress. We bumped it up on the agenda. We got people talking about it. And then maybe that's how it goes in a democracy. Maybe we're going to have to talk for a few years. And the big question is, while we do our gabbing, will our opponents do us the courtesy of not being mean until we figure out what we want to do? So keep your fingers crossed. We'll have more after this. Are you responsible for your agency's regulatory compliance program? Do cybercrime, data breaches, or endpoint security keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the GovInfoSecurity.com Educational Webinar Library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. 
Visit GovInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. The state of Michigan is actively pursuing cloud computing, and Chief Information Officer Kenneth Tice says the main benefit of secure cloud computing isn't what most people expect. Everybody talks about cloud computing and about saving a ton of money. And I'm going to say it does save some money. I don't think it saves the amount of money that most people think it does. What most people don't want to talk about is that information technology organizations seen by most of its customers are seen to be slow in meeting their needs. That is the greatest advantage of cloud computing is the agility, our ability to meet their needs, put solutions in place in a much quicker and a timelier fashion that meets their needs versus a two to three year time frame. Though cloud computing provides agility, Tice says the state has created a cloud computing framework aimed in part to assure providers furnish the security necessary to safeguard data and systems. What we have with our cloud computing framework is actually a formal document. So when we go to cloud, we're going to the cloud consistently. We're asking those providers to meet our requirements, not the other way around. That's a look back at some of GovInfoSecurity.com's most compelling news and views for September. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your weekend and the month ahead. This podcast has been brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.GovInfoSecurity.com.